بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد كتاب الأدب باب الحياء وفضله والحث على التخلق به عن ابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم مر على رجل من الأنصار وهو يعظ أخاه في الحياء فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم دعه فإن الحياء من الإيمان متفق عليه As we mentioned yesterday this is a new subsection of the kitab Imam Nawawi rahimahullah has given it the title Kitabul Adab the kitab or the section of the kitab which deals with adab adab if we literally translate it it means etiquette what we call adab or etiquette the shari'i terminology or explanation of adab or the overriding meaning which ulama ikram give to it they say isti'malu ma yuhmadu qawlan wa fi'lan to implement or anoint yourself with those actions which are praised all action in other words speech wa fi'lan speech or actions which are worthy of praise which are looked up towards to implement those things within your life this is what is called adab this is again one of those terms that you will not find a simple english equivalent for it but it is a very broad and a very comprehensive term and adab and etiquette in our deen is something of great importance if you look at our salaf salihin scholars of the past for example abdullah bin mubarak rahimahullah was a great scholar great muhaddith great faqih great mujahid and yet he says he says ta'allamtu al-ilm 20 sana he says it took me 20 years to acquire the knowledge that i have wa ta'allamtu al-adab 30 sana but to acquire the adab and the etiquette of the knowledge took me 30 years in other words it took me longer to inculcate within myself those qualities that the knowledge of deen demands or the etiquettes that deen and shariat demands as i mentioned this is a very very important section of the kitab because in this those ahadith will be brought way more than other sections of the kitab allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us how to live as human beings in society when we come into contact with people we adopt different robes or we adopt different roles in relation to others example sometimes you are a father in relation to your children you're a husband in relation to your wife you're an employer in relation to your employees you're a cousin or an aunt or an uncle in relation to your relatives so with different different sections and parameters of society you will always be adopting 
some form of role, some robe you are wearing. How to behave in that particular robe? What are the qualities that you should be adorning yourself with? The most superlative and beautiful example we have in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he practically taught us in every role or every robe that you will adorn what is beloved to Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what will earn you your akhirat and what will make you a beautiful and an attractive human being. And like I said, more than other sections of the kitab, this particular section, Kitab al-Adab, will teach us what are the qualities we are supposed to imbibe within ourselves. And we will realize if we will listen carefully that unfortunately many, many of us are extremely deficient in these qualities. And this is what more than anything else in akhirat will carry weight on the scale of deeds. مَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ أَثْقَلْ فِي مِيزَانِ الْعَبْدِ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنْ خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ said, there is nothing, nothing, nothing. Not salah, not zakat, not the normal practices of ibadat of deen that will be weightier that will be weightier on the scale of deeds on the day of judgment min khuluqin hasan than good akhlaq and good character in other words adab and etiquette this is part of akhlaq and character as a father or as a parent Rasulullah said ma nakhala walidun waladahu Afdal min adabin hasan. He said, No father, no mother has given their child anything that is more virtuous, anything that is more valuable and more virtuous and more precious min adabin hasan than good adab, than a beautiful adab and etiquette. This is the most important legacy that you and I can leave behind for our children. And we can imbibe within others that we come into contact with. Whether you're an ustad or a father or a mother or whatever it may be. Whatever role of authority you adorn, what is it that you are supposed to imbibe and inculcate in those that you come into contact with? So, as we mentioned, my respected brothers, this is a very, very broad uh, section of the kitab and it is extremely important. The first aspect of adab and etiquette which Imam Nawi rahimahullah brings Babul Haya, the chapter which deals with shame, modesty, Wafadlihi, the virtue of Haya and shame, Walhath ala takhalluqi bihi, and the encouragement which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave in implementing Haya and shame and modesty in our lives. Once Mara Ibrahim Devala Sab, Daun Barakatuhu, one of our elders, he gave, a, he gave an entire bayan on this. How integral and how important haya is in our shariat, in our deen. It is something that you cannot separate from shariat and deen. In fact, you can't separate it from iman also. Rasulullah said, Al-Iman wal-haya qurana'u jami'a. He said, Iman and haya are two Aqareen. Qareen means are interlinked, are very, very close. You can use this word to refer to associates or to friends who 
you will never find one without the other. That is Qareen. So Nabi Sallallahu said, Iman and Haya are Qareen. They are interwoven, they are interlinked. Ida rufiya ahaduma rufiya al-akhar. If one is not there, the other one won't be there. So in other words, if there is no haya, there is no shame, there is no modesty, and with this obviously is chastity, there is no iman also. Haya is intrinsically linked to iman. And the greater the level of haya, the greater will be the level of iman in that person. One hadith Rasulullah said, Inna likulli deenin khuluqa. Inna likulli deenin khuluqa. He said, every religion, every shariat, every way of life has an akhlaq. In other words, it has a moral statement. It has a, an, an emblem, something that becomes a recognizing characteristic of it. For example, we find today a lot of sports clubs or a lot of different types of societies. They have, like for example, the South African cricket team or soccer team, I'm not sure, they call it protea. Refer to them as proteas. In other words, the emblem is the protea plant. This is just for an example. In other words, wherever you see that, then you associate it with that particular team or with that particular club or that particular society. Something that is a mascot or an emblem of it. He said, my shariat and my deen has an akhlaq. It has an emblem. It has something that is intrinsically associated with it. وَخُلُقُ islam al haya. He said, the akhlaq and the emblem of Islam and deen is haya, shame, modesty. Coming back to one more, Ibrahim Devla Sahib, Dawn Barakatuh said, he said that anything, anything which is sunnah, and what is sunnah? Sunnat is nur. It is, it is spiritual illumination. It is light. And sunnat is hidayat. Allah Ta'ala says, if you follow Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if you bring sunnah in your life, you will get hidayat. So sunnat is nur, sunnat is hidayat. Sunnat is the road to jannat. Anything that is sunnat, Rasulullah uh, Ibrahim Sahib says, you will find two qualities in it. Then you will realize that this is sunnah. What are the two qualities? He said one is sadgi, simplicity. Allah's Rasul Sallallahu brought himself down to a very, very simple level. In other words, he made deen accessible to everyone. So he says, anything that is sunnah, you will notice in it there is sadgi, simplicity, and in it there is haya. There is shame, there is modesty. And anything that is batil, anything that is batil, khilaf of sunnat. And what, when we say batil and khilaf of sunnat, we talk of zulmat, we talk of darkness. So anything that is zulmat, that is darkness, that is batil, you will always find two qualities in it. One is israf, extravagance, and the other is behayai, shamelessness. So anything you want, to, you want you, 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 when it comes to your dressing, comes to your standard of life, comes to your behavior, comes to your marriages, comes to your businesses, comes to your homes. If you want it to be sunnah, there has to be these two things: haya and sadgi, simplicity. 
And if it is far away from deen, far away from the way of life of Rasulullah wasallam, far away from shariat, you will always find these two qualities creeping into it. What are the two negative qualities? Behayai, shamelessness, and israf, extravagance. So coming back, Babul Haya wa Fadlihi wal Hath ala Takhalluqi bihi, the chapter which deals with Haya, with shame, and as I mentioned, the more we will delve in this, in these chapters, which Imam Nawi rahimullah has brought, which form part of adab and etiquette of Shariat and Deen, we will realize that sadly we are living in an era or period where the Ummah is going far, further and further and further away from this. In fact, our elders say, Haya ek na'ashnah cheez ban chuki. Today, even the talk of haya, the talk of shame, the talk of modesty, this has become an irrelevant subject. Something we can't even imagine. They say haya is hidden away in some cave. There is a drive by the forces of batil around us to distance us, whether it's under the guise of gender equality, whether we find all these fancy terminology they use today to try and make it okay, illicit relationships, gender barriers being eroded, basic culture being eroded. And the sad reality of all this and the bigger problem that is facing us is that so very more often than not, today such is the cunning and the plotting of the people of Batil that not only not only are they taking us away from haya and shame, but they are actually trying to, in the name of deen and Islam, convince us that this is okay. It is okay to be shameless. It is an expression of your identity or your character. Fancy, fancy terminology is given. And behind it is what? Is this drive to destroy the very essence of deen. Because if there is no haya, there is no iman. Shall we continue, Swallow?